You're listening to Fucks Given, the one where we interview, read, you, myself. <laughs> Welcome to Fucks Given. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And we are on a mission to revolutionise the sex space, break down barriers and give the lowdown on all things sexy. Every week, we will welcome a special guest to share with us their juicy details about their best fucks, worst fucks, or even the fucks that changed them. And we'll also hear your guys' sex questions and your worst sex stories. We're all about celebrating your sex. We're removing the stigma around the whole number bullshit. No matter how many people you've slept with, the number never matters because the fucks given are the fucks that made us. listening to Fox Given, the one where we interview Reed. What the hell? That is not how I sound. Wait, wait. <coughs> You're listening to <laughs> Fox Given. <laughs> Thank you, Reed, for trying to impersonate me. Um, now I'm very aware of how nasal I sound. Wait, I, I've literally got tonsillitis. Like my, I feel like I've got balls in the back of my throat. That's all I can hear is like... <laughs> There's something special about today, this recording day anyway. Oh, yes. It's Reed's birthday. It's my birthday, But you, obviously it won't be by the time this comes out because it this will come out in like four weeks. Yeah, probably in a few <laughs> weeks, yeah. But this is the, the episode that you've all been waiting for. This is Reed's special episode. We are going to learn all about Reed. Mm. You heard about me a few months ago for our summer special episode and we are bringing it back because it's basically been one year since our podcast has been alive it's been borned it's been a year borned which is crazy we've been around for a whole year yeah that is mad so it's only acceptable that we do a special read episode now yeah i mean we just had our 50th episode and guys we're literally at the moment we are on one oh no one hundred thousand that's not what i mean seven hundred thousand or nearly eight hundred eight hundred thousand downloads by listens. yeah probably by the time that this comes out it's over 800,000. Yeah, man. You guys are fucking listening. It's crazy. My brain has blown up. It might be a little brain blow up emoji right now. Like, mind blown. So, Reed. So, Reed. What's been going on? What has been going on? I just wanted you to give us a little bit of an update on everything that you've been doing recently because it's been quite interesting. Uh, a little update. I've been really, really poorly. <laughs> and why is that? Because oh, I'm a fucking slag. <laughs> I went to Jamaica uh, not too long ago mm-hmm. and had crazy, crazy sexual experiences. Um, gave myself uh, pelvic inflammatory disease yeah. slash infection. We did a video on it on YouTube, so you can welcome to check that out if you want to really hear more. It's really boring. Really, really boring. <laughs> it's just me talking about pelvic inflammatory infection. But it's interesting if you are going through the same thing, I would say. Yeah, if, you, if you're suffering, if you know someone who suffered, it's, it's good to know. Because it's it's not as bad as it sounds. I mean, it is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, It can make you infertile. Yeah, it is pretty bad. But um, yeah, I caught a bug out there um, and it just turned into some nasty shit in my uterus hole. Poor little Reed. And that was all because of this 12-person orgy you had out there. Well, it could have been the 12-person orgy (laughs) or it could have been uh, like couples swapping in a hot tub. And hot tubs are 
known for just like bacteria growth spreading bacteria yeah and i got bad bad thrush as well it is literally like pregnancy soup yeah sti soup oh my god although i did get my sti tests back um from both times i've done it and completely fine no stis either the antibiotics i had killed them yeah probably fuck number one the first fuck Oh, okay. I'm going to actually say it was last night, which is... Oh, really? Yeah, pretty rare. It wasn't a fuck. We had no penetration. Oh, but yeah, but that's still sex. Yes, it was It was um, no penetrative sex because I'm still a bit fragile down there. So, um, you know what? My, my partner used the Zoomio on me. <gasps> oh, what was it like? It was, it was actually really good, but it's really hard because obviously I know my body through and through, but he... Uh, is like quite out of practice with you know using sex toys on me and yeah. knowing the intensity and how sensitive Ooh, yeah. my clit is and my vagina so it's a lot of like trial and error I and feel like, like that's that toy is perfect for figuring that stuff it's actually one of my new favourite toys yeah it is banging yeah really good because it it just the, the pleasure is so much more intense because it's all intensified into this little small little point it's yeah. crazy I mean w- we have different ones don't we like I've got a thicker one yeah you've got a slightly um, lower setting one I've got the high one because I've got the rock solid clitoris rock solid <laughs> the, gr- gli- the concrete clitoris the concrete clitoris <laughs> that's me <laughs> um, had a massage um which was really nice and he like massaged my feet which like fully got me going and I thought it was just going to be a massage and that was it and then yeah and then he he slipped in he started like going oh wait no no penetration sorry no penetration although he did slip in with his fingers a little bit and then I was like I'm actually a little bit too sore so let's go back go back to clitoris and yeah trying to explain to him about like oh yeah you know it's not just the clitoris that I enjoy you know, everywhere. My really sensitive area yeah. is like between the clitoris and the vagina hole. So like just in that, it's almost like the reverse gooch. Yeah. It's so nice that at this late stage in your relationship, you've been together for six years now. Yeah, we had a so six year anniversary in It's Jamaica. nice that you're like still comfortable with each other to be like, actually, let's stop, step back and actually relearn each other's bodies a bit. That's so cool. It's it's hard to do, but mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's exactly what um, our well, our lovely therapist friend Mike said yeah. when you're in a long relationship it becomes increasingly hard to learn new things from each other and you yeah. get embarrassed and then you get micro micro rejections yeah. that ends up you know putting off things yeah it's actually like he gave us some incredible advice mm. when I think you asked him like how, like how do I get the sex back that we used to have and he was like well why do you want what you used to have you should be like growing your sex life it shouldn't ever be like what you you should never be like looking back to the past. It so should true. Be, like growing what you're going to have in the future. Definitely. And it also, I always thought I had great sex because I think it was a guest on the podcast. So she was saying, well, you know, when you do have sex, is it good? Yes. Well, then mm-hmm. you've got nothing to worry about, even if it is few and far between. But yeah. learning that, you know, we we might we might know exactly how to make each other come. And that can get really boring and really almost stagnant because you go and do the same thing every single yeah. time and there's no spontaneity or creativity. Yeah. And so you want the raw passion back. Yeah. And like exploring each other and enjoying each other and being interested in what each other likes and doesn't like. Yeah. Rather than just like, right, we know that penetration, fucking at a constant speed will get me to G-spot orgasm, flip me over, get me a toy and then I'll come. Mm. Like literally. And 
uh, and that gets boring after a while. Yeah, you need new Even things. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Do you mind me asking how often you have sex in your long-term relationship? Really not that often. Um, you know, like we're, we're sex educators and it's a common misconception that we're just horny and fucking all the time. I've recently yeah. lost my horn the past couple of years. I mean, I used to masturbate twice a day, every day yeah. for, for so long. And then all of a sudden it's kind of like, I might masturbate once a week. We might have sex once a month. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, once every two weeks is perfect. Mm-hmm. Once every every week would be like a, a miracle. That would be lovely. But yeah, I feel like that's years, my like that's the goal. That's the goal. Once a week would be amazing. Yeah, when you live together as well, it's so it's completely just different. So hard. It's think, so hard. You end up getting comfortable, and a lot of the time, love isn't necessarily sex. It's, yeah, it's comfort. Yeah, which is yeah, it's a big learning curve, isn't it? Oh yeah, massively. Fuck two. The first fuck. First time. You know what? Before I came here, I didn't even think of these. I just I just completely <laughs> fought, forgot. I was just like going to ramble. <laughs> my first time was with my very first boyfriend. Cute. Um, when I was like 17, I was quite a lot older. Mm-hmm. And it was a couple of months before I was going to turn 18. I was like, we need to have sex. I, <laughs> in my mind, I was like, I don't want to be an 18-year-old virgin, which is just dumb. Like, for fuck's sake. I can have sex whenever it doesn't, I want. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make it, a difference. It doesn't matter. So I ended up putting a lot of pressure on my partner to have sex, right. and I don't think he wanted to. He wasn't ready. He thing is, he he had said that he had lost his virginity before, and it was an, oh, an awful okay. experience. So I thought, oh no, I thought maybe that he would be completely cool with having sex with me. But we were both very, very anxious, shy, awkward people. Anyway, I mean, in the year and a half I was with him, I think I don't ever, I ever think I saw his body naked in in the light. It was always oh. like, turn off the light to have sex. It was just weird. I remember being, oh. like, so awkward. You had some, like, body hang-ups as well back then, didn't you? Yes, massively. I mean, my vagina was still a bit weirded out by, but um, I could. he could see my vagina, but my, my boobs, I literally couldn't have out at all. Yeah. I, I, I remember the first time that I was going to get my boobs out, and I genuinely thought they were, like, hideous, deformed, misshapen, wrong. Isn't I, it crazy we have all these body hang-ups when it's just everyone looks so different and everyone looks incredible? Yes. I love my body now. Yeah. And I just wish I loved it back then because it looked yeah. just as buff then. Yeah. And I, I remember, like, he pinged off my bra, and I was, like, I was, like, holding myself on the bed, like, oh, my God, oh, oh my God, no. he's going to see my boobs. And when he did, it was absolutely fine, and I realised it was no big deal. Yeah. But I just needed more naked tits in my life to feel better about my my big giant burger nips yeah i guess that is the problem with growing up in england is that we're so we're we're not a nude nation we're super prude aren't we we go to swimming paths or gym and it's it's really like people don't get naked in front of each other i mean some people do and you're like okay wow i'm seeing a genital but even the fact that we're seeing like a naked body in front of us Mm -hmm. and we get weird out, weirded out about it. Yeah, I remember the first time that I started going to the gym in London and women were just getting naked in the changing room. I was just like, whoa, yeah. what, what is happening in here? Maybe gyms are different. Yeah, gyms are definitely different. Yeah. But uh, it, it was different when we were growing up. Um, I guess we didn't, we didn't go to the gym when we were growing up. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I was lucky because my parents were pretty comfortable being naked. My mum was yeah. Danish and you know, yeah. I, I, I saw every part of my parents, which did give me a good idea of being naked is okay and it's not shameful and it's not abnormal. Mm. I just wish that more people did it. What was the actual experience when you were losing your virginity? Because, like, what, what happened? So I remember, 
I definitely remember being like, right, this is going to happen. Had the condom and really, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> You're on top. Yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> um, I remember he, I just remember it being a bit like, I really thought this was going to kill me, like hurt. I was going to bleed everywhere. But it it just wasn't. It just was a bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, I've got quite a lot. Oh, I remember I went to the doctor as well because I remember putting my fingers in being like, what the hell is that? That's like a bit of my body sticking in my vagina. Like, what is going on? Oh, I thought my rectum was in there. My doctor was like, no, that's just that's just your cervix. That's just your womb. So you could feel your cervix when you put your fingers up. Yeah. I can still feel it today. I've just got a, a swinging low cervix. What does it feel like? It feels kind of like a like a very, very soft, non-wrinkly walnut. Right. Like almost that almost that shape and size. Yeah. I don't think you can I don't think I can feel mine. No. I think mine's quite far back. I, I I think most people's are quite yeah, far up. Yeah. But mine's like hanging out low. And when I get a penis inside me, it kind of yeah. pushes that out of the way. Interesting. Yeah. Probably means that you're more likely to have a cervical orgasm though. Oh, maybe. But could it mean that I'm less likely to get pregnant? No. Why would that be the case? I don't know. Oh, like, I, can you oh, spunk the sperm up past oh, it? Oh, yeah. Maybe. But you need, you need um, the penis to be, like, halfway out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, can you just come, uh, like, on the outside of my vagina and I'll finger oh, it I in, please? Oh, I never thought of that. Well, That's I mean, crazy. I've had loads of pregnancy scares, but never enough... Preg- like, I've never been pregnant or never had yeah, a pregnancy yeah. scare. It's just always been, like, whatevs. Um... <laughs> I, yeah, I remember I, I literally got on top because I was a bit like, yeah, I can take this. This is great. And I was like riding him for a bit. That's crazy. I don't think I would ever have had the courage or confidence to get on top on my first time. <laughs> I think I was still wearing a bra, you know. I think I was still not over my hang-ups. Yeah. So weird. Like, what, you can stick your dick in me, but you can't see my nipples. Fuck three. The best Fuck. Fuck. Best fuck has completely changed from when we first started doing this podcast. Really? Yeah, I think so. So what is it? I think... Oh, oh it's so hard. Read really prepared for this episode, as Clearly. you can tell. <laughs> just got so many sexual experiences there. I don't know what's the best one. What's your number, you. Reed? Oh, mate, I've got no idea. Oh, my God. When I was in the sexual health clinic the other day, yeah. the woman was like, so how many people would you say you've slept with in the past two weeks? And I was like... Maybe 25. <laughs> wow. Because I counted everyone, men and women. That's more than one person a day. Yeah, that's probably why I've got <laughs> some fucking beast in my vagina eating away. Yeah. Uh, um, probably my best fuck would have been the time when my partner and I went to Torture Garden for the first time on our own. Ooh. And it was the first group public sex activity that we had done together oh okay i think that was probably like one well definitely one of the best tell us all about torture garden because i'm sure there's a lot of people listening who don't even know what it is so torture garden is a a club in london i think they have them around Mm -hmm. the uk and they also have them worldwide but it's a fetish club you're not allowed in wearing normal clothes um which can be tricky for the men (laughs) um but honestly men in leather trousers are the one 
sweaty crotches. Oh, yeah. Well, they're not wearing it for too long. (laughs) It's kind of like the beginner's fetish club because you've got rooms where you can do sexual acts. You've got places where you can watch. You've got like a little couple's room, which is all blacked out and you're allowed to do stuff in the dark. And do you have to be a couple to enter or can you be single? You have to be a couple. Well, you don't really have to. You have to convince them that you're a couple. So they ask you to kiss. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, I mean, at the door, they're like, kiss. Yes. Yeah. They're like, okay, kiss each other. Show us passion. I literally went in, we were filming there, and I went in with What's someone. What's wrong with single people? Well, because I think the whole point is it's like the couple's beginner's room to do stuff oh, for the I'm beginner. Oh, I'm talking about general entry to the oh, whole Oh, no, no, no. You can, you, can, you can go in as a single. Okay, good. Definitely. Cool. Um, I mean, they've got huge dance areas. It's very industrial music. And if you're not sure what you want to wear, go there during a themed ball where they've got like Valentine's themed or Halloween themed. You can get away with more. Yeah. And um, um, yeah, so Thomas and I, we went into the medical themed room and I can't remember what happened. I think I was just like, fuck me. I was like, well, well drunk. <laughs> fuck me. And he was like, what here? And I was like, yeah, fuck me. And he started fucking, fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> I always think of scary movie, you know, with, um, fuck me. yeah, with the exorcist. Fuck Um, and yeah he started fucking me I think he'd taken Viagra as well because we were unsure about how you know how performance would be yeah and also I can imagine it is quite scary and it could be hard to get hard in those sorts of situations definitely especially if you're drinking as well yeah Um, whiskey dark whiskey dark 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 uh, How many other people were in the room when this was happening? Oh my, like 30, I don't know. Really? There was like lots of and people they were, in were that they room. were they watching you? So when we were fucking, they, they did gather a little circle around us. Oh my God. And then there were people coming over to Thomas and asking if they could like put their shit in my mouth. Wow. Not and literally he, shit, but... What did he say? He was like, yeah, go for it. Oh, so sharing is caring. I had... <laughs> I had quite a few. I had like, I think two penises in my mouth and then I was eating out t- three girls during that fucking... Wow. And did you enjoy that experience, like giving people oral sex whilst being fucked? I mean, I love being spit roasted. Do you? Love it. Because every time you're thrusted into, like you gag a little bit harder on the dick. (laughs) (laughs) So I was loving that. The only thing is, is that afterwards, uh, Thomas was like, I'm so sorry. I I didn't really think about those guys. Yeah, were, were they okay? And I was like, well... They were all right. I wasn't really paying attention. Oh, well, you, you weren't inspecting their faces, just their dicks. Yeah, just their dicks. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of pubes on one of them. Oh. I mean, was that okay? I mean, quite small. <laughs> Are you penis shaming, Reed? <laughs> I just remember being shocked. Oh, being like, no. I'm just getting a mouthful of pubes. Yeah. Well. Eh, fuck every, it. It was great. Yeah, I mean, if you're, I think you're open to all body types uh, yeah absolutely I mean that is my best experience it's yeah. nothing to do with like penis size or yeah. shape and I I th- there's time. nothing wrong with pubes either I mean are you is, would you would, is your preference not pubes because you I know that you're bald eagle all year long I've got a little landing strip I've been growing one have you yeah Aww. since Jamaica well done thank you it looked quite cute I got a wax recently mm-hmm. actually not recently you know when I went to Spain which was like in September so yeah. like quite a long time ago now mm-hmm. and it my pubes just haven't grown back properly oh my god they're <laughs> like it's like a weird like dry patch of grass you know where like some grow back like here and there patchy you know the more so you wax patchy. it the i mean i think the hair follicles can stop stop producing yeah so i need to get that sorted out i feel like i just need another wax to like smooth it all out anyway mm-hmm. enough about me 
<laughs> fuck number four. The worst fuck. Oh, fuck. There has literally been so many worst times. Um, uh, anyway, I, I was at Bournemouth University and... Um, I really, really fancied one of the guys there. We used to flirt a lot. And so when I finished uni, I was in relationships as well. So I yeah, went on this date and the guy was... I just wanted to fuck, basically. And the guy was kind of a bit weird. He had a car and we were like... I was like, can we just go back to yours and fuck? Because I was staying at a mate's house. Mm. And the lights were off and he was like, yes, my my, fa- my flatmate isn't home. Yeah. Um, this, this is fine. Like, we'll go there. Went into his bedroom, start fucking. It was really hot. And then... As his flatmate came back in, yeah, um, he like literally exited me really slowly and like silently sat next to me, and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong? Like, what the fuck is wrong uh. with you? What are you doing?" Um, and I, I clocked. I was like, "You've got a girlfriend, don't you? And your flatmate doesn't know that you're with me." And I was horrified, like actually That's disgusted, horrible. disgusted. Um, and then I made him drive me home in silence, and I was like, "Never contact me again." Yeah, because uh, I couldn't, I couldn't. I still took a while processing it, and then he messaged me on Facebook a um, couple of days or weeks afterwards, saying I'm in love with you. Oh my god! I don't know what to do. Like, like I'm, I, I want us to be together, Fucking and I was like, hell. but you're still with your girlfriend, and what you've done is despicable. Either you tell her and break up with her. And actually, no, I didn't even say that. I was like so disgusted with him that he could ever possibly do that. Yeah. So I was just like, never speak to me again. You need to tell her. You need to sort your shit out. Yeah. I have no idea if he's still with with her. Wow. That just makes you feel so bad, though. Isn't it? You, you wouldn't ever want to do that to another girl. No, no way. Like, what if I fucking destroyed her life? What if he told her yeah. I, I cheated on you and then she's going to forever hate me or, you know, like, believe that I was better yeah. or something? She could be the nicest, most wonderful girl. I always have, like, such a problem thinking... Because I've had friends in the past who I know who have slept with married men or Fuck, people yeah. in relationships. And I've just been like, how can you be that woman? Like, how can you be that person that's going to ruin and fuck up someone else's relationship like, and, and do that to another woman. Like, we're supposed to be there for each other, especially as shit is hard being a woman. So, like, why the fuck would you mm. go about and ruin someone else's relationship when shit's already hard for us? I mean, I, I have slept with a married man, but that was for sexual services. <laughs> I think it's... I, is it different, I don't though? know. I don't know. I, mm. I don't know. I... No, I think hiring um, a sex worker is different to having an affair. 100% because sexual services is just sex. Whereas an affair often has an emotional attachment. Definitely. And it's just it's just a lot more complicated. Yeah. So I think... Because you're paying for a posh wank, effectively, if you're, if yeah, you're getting an escort. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't... I don't agree with anyone really lying to their partners no, about, Jesus. about anything. anything like about that. Anything. anything. Communication is the most important thing in a relationship. And if you're not happy with the sex that you're having, you need to sit down and have that conversation. Yeah. Like, I know that's scary, but you just need to do it. Otherwise, you're with the wrong person if exactly. you can't bring yourself to be honest. And just like, uh, how can you hurt? Like, how can you hurt someone like that and like portray their trust? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I yeah, it's it's hard, isn't it? Because I 
the reason that I am so against it is because it happened with my parents' marriage mm-hmm. and that fucked me up as the child in that situation. Absolutely. And I know, I've seen how it's really severely fucked up my parents' relationship. And I'm just like, well, why would you do it? Fuck number five. The fuck that made me. Oh, God, there's just so many... There was literally so many. I mean, maybe... You shagged a lot of people. shagged a lot of people. A lot of people. I think maybe the first time I ever had a threesome with... Uh, first time I ever had a threesome, actually. Ooh, okay. Um, and that was before I met my pa- Before I met Thomas. This was just after university. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I was doing like a little yard sale outside my mum's house. And I was selling like all my shit. And oh. there's like an older older woman who walked past, a mature woman with her husband, and she liked my shoes. And then we ended up swapping numbers, and she lived around the corner. They live around the corner from me, mm-hmm. and yeah, they they took they took me out. I was like, I basically turned into their little sex slave. Wow. Okay. How old were you? Well, after uni, would have been like twenty two, twenty three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um. I'd go around theirs and we'd end up drinking and dancing to music and, um, yeah, just getting jiggy with each other. Wow, okay. I was literally, like, they bought me sex toys and uh, latex outfits. Wow. Bought me a little, like, jeweled butt plug. Um, They took me to Torture Garden and Club Rub. Wow. And they were just, they, you know, they... I was very starstruck because they had a lot of money. They Mm -hmm. would take me out to, like, fancy restaurants and and drinks. And then we'd, yeah, we'd all go back and we'd end up like fucking and, and doing like photo shoots together. And You're saying this all in like such a sh- sweet little innocent voice. It, we, well, yeah, <laughs> I was just, I'm reminiscing. It was sweet and innocent back then. Like, and I felt safe and yeah. they, they gave me a spare room to stay in. Aww. They once um, ate sushi off my back when I was sitting there naked like a table. You were that little sub slave. I was, yeah. Oh, and they tied me up to the door. Nice. Yeah. Um, there was one rule that I did make though. I did say... Um, I wasn't, I was like, I don't want the guy to fuck me. I wasn't comfortable with him fucking me. Yeah. Because I felt like that was his duty to his wife. Yeah. And I completely regret thinking that now. Really? I was like, they were totally cool with it, but they were really open and honest. So I think that changed everything for me because it was like, wow, I can do this. I can do crazy Was that the first time you experienced anything like a little bit kinky? Um... No, I mean, I definitely was doing kinky shit before then. <laughs> I was like, I think when I was like fucking 12 years old, looking at the yeah. family computer, I was looking at like torture devices and, and like kidnappings and all the fucked up stuff. You were born kinky. Oh yeah, I was, I was fucked up from the beginning. And I do wonder if it was, you know, whether it's, um, what's the what's the term when you're like... Nature or nurture. Yeah, nature or nurture. Because my dad, as my, like my mum was really cool. My, my, my parents went to sex clubs. And my dad used to make, like, build fetish furniture. But did you know, I guess, uh, when you were growing up, when you were a teenager, did you know what they did? No. They were really, really good at either hiding it or not making it into a big deal. Mm. I remember being really young and being like, Dad, put me in the stocks. Cool. Like, (laughs) what's this for? Oh, yeah, just for an exhibition. (laughs) Oh, that's so so cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. if they didn't necessarily like tell you but then you obviously saw all this stuff around the house and it must have like sparked your imagination in some sort of way it must have yeah yeah definitely or just allowed me to explore 
every route that my you know yeah. crazy mind would go without shame and was this uh fuck that changed your life um was it because it was just like two people you haven't had sex with two people and they were all like it was all about you very much so yeah mm-hmm. i mean i was like a, well i'm so attention whore but the attention yes, was on me that, yes <laughs> we, we all know that we all know that um it was also the fact that you know i was with this older couple mm. and i felt i felt it felt like really dangerous and sexy and i remember m- my best friends are like oh you really got to be careful like this sounds weird this doesn't sound right and i was like no it feels completely fine mm. like i feel safe um you always got to trust your gut in these sort of situations definitely i feel like well, some people don't have a very good gut and like sense of feeling things. But then if you do, like you really do need to listen to your body and like how it's feeling. Because if your body's like feeling anxious and nervous and scared, mm. then you've got to listen to that because there's obviously something off in this. It's probably like something to do with the other people's energy. Like, because you could sense, I'm sure your body can sense in some sort of way if someone's going to do do something really bad to you or harm you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it, I mean, you can, you're reading body language. And of course, mm-hmm. if you can't read somebody, then you do need to be more cautious. Yeah. But if they are, you know, more involved, more chatty, like they're interested in you um, and it seems safe and fine, I think yeah. people can be clever and obviously slip through, but it's very unlikely. When you you can tell when something's changed or switched, like like for example, my worst experiences where they've just suddenly acted completely differently, mm-hmm. and I'm like something isn't right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's the same with any kind of you know, you meet someone on a dating app, or I, <laughs> I've, I've had some um, interesting dates, and most of them have gone completely well. Like we're putting yeah. our trust into meeting someone and then going back to their house yeah. and staying over which is probably the most vulnerable thing that we can do I know I always, I often think back to when I was dating and I used to fuck on the first date so many times yeah. and it's just like these these are literally people that you have met on the internet Yeah, like you do not know their background you only know what they've told you this evening when you're drinking when your inhibitions do go down when you're drinking mm-hmm. and you're trusting them to be safe with your body and you yeah and then you're also, crazy. you're also in like a place that you don't recognize or don't know yeah it, it is mad but it's also you know we trust our gut instincts yeah. for that reason yeah but then again like horrible things do happen and you mm-hmm. do have to be super super careful uh, yeah i think we've been super lucky yeah, really? yeah, I've definitely been super lucky. Yeah, it's always possible that we might have been in a situation where it could have gone badly, mm-hmm. but you know we haven't let it get there. Yeah, yeah, could have been. But let's not scare people into Easier not dating. I mean, I'm still going to fuck random strangers and go to dumb like crazy parties and yeah. be unsafe because that's you know I feel confident and safe in that. I yeah. feel like whatever situation happens I can handle but not everyone feels like that well that's the good thing about going to these sex parties that are kind of like monitored and like actually like properly set up things because it's just safer there's like there's like a a code yeah there's a code there and then also it's vetted as well isn't it quite heavily yeah depends on which party you go for but definitely killing kittens you have to have a profile put your picture up yeah and they have to approve your profile yeah um i've i've never felt more safe at a sex club compared to being at a regular club i feel yeah. so uncomfortable at regular you've got guys grabbing your oh asses my God. and like 
fucking fight starting but at a oh. sex club it's a completely different when i was like 18 level. going clubbing you'd literally just be dancing and every like five seconds oh. on, on rotation there would be another guy <laughs> grinding, grinding you. up yeah. against your back you could like you feel were like his dick for god's sake like what it, why yeah like, i'm just dancing with I my have girls a, i have like this is not being consented and you're like literally rubbing your dick on my ass yeah uh, boys just don't know i mean girls don't know like girls can do that if they find someone hot they might just pest them until they kind of cave <laughs> it's none of it's okay that's the thing isn't it like club etiquette is so backwards yeah it's fucked. so backwards. this is why i like going to raves and taking loads of drugs because no one tries to fucking grind on your ass <laughs> What? Because you're like you're fucked up. Yeah, you know, I just I love you. You know what? I just love. Can I give you a hug? And like, yeah, <laughs> give me a hug. And then everyone else is like, let's not go near her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, it's so crazy because you think the most unsafe places are the you know that they're the safest places. Sex yeah. parties, fetish yeah. clubs, raves. Yeah, you just got to be. You know, you always you can't trust everyone. You're mm-hmm. always gonna have a dickhead. Well, that has been a roller coaster of a ride, Reed. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I think my vagina would agree with you. <laughs> Most definitely. Mm. I can't believe it's been a whole year since we started this podcast. One year, baby. One year. <laughs> I've definitely learned so much since doing this podcast. Oh my God. My life has changed since doing this podcast. <laughs> changed? I'm a new person. I'm a new person. I literally, I, I can't wait to fuck more people and like experience more and bring come back to the podcast i also can't wait for more guests we've got some amazing people coming up oh my god (gasps) so many amazing people lined up so many so excited so excited can't wait for you all to hear it (laughs) (laughs) so i think it's time for us to fuck off i think it is so where can our curious fuckers find you reed um, oh my god, yeah, this bit. Yeah. So probably the best place yeah, yeah. to find me is on Instagram at Reed Amber X. Let's read with two E's. And you can find the same on Twitter. Of course, also follow the Come Curious accounts on Twitter and Instagram. Of course. Of course. Of course. And I'd love it if you wanted to share it. Share this video. I mean, fuck's sake. Share this podcast. <laughs> this video. Share this video. Um <laughs> Yeah, share share away. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's go and drink and get ready and, and let's enjoy go party. Party. Yeah, go. We are literally gonna get off this podcast and enjoy Reed's birthday. Yes. Drink loads, get really drunk, and get fucked up. We have a we have a bottle of champers in my bag for Florence and I celebrating our. I can't remember what we're celebrating. 100k subscribers. 100k on subscribers. YouTube. So yeah, saving it for the B day and yeah, now we're gonna go shoot a bunch of people in VR. I'm not, so. though, because I can't afford it. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to be drinking on the sidewalks. You might, you, might be able to sneak, you might be able to sneak a go. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. We'll try and get you in. So I'll sweet talk them. Sneak in. I'll just, get, I'll just get them drunk. Use those charms that we have. You mean charms as in tits and ass? Yeah. Oh, yeah, those, yeah. Yeah. Fucking coming oh, for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, remember to subscribe to this podcast. Give us a rating and a review because it really, really helps us. And we also love hearing what you guys think of the podcast. Yes, we do. <laughs> I never see those because I'm on Spotify. But <laughs> please, please rate, rate it because Florence likes seeing them. <laughs> just for me, guys. Just for me. 
The Come Potterer Curious Thunkers Club. Mm, curious and thunkers. thank you so much for being with us for this whole year. And we will continue to bring you lots of juicy sex stories mm-hmm. forevermore. If you want to ask any sex stories for us to answer the podcast, just Ooh, need to yeah. email us on our new email. Yeah, which is fksgivenpodcast at gmail.com. That's fucksgivenpodcast at gmail.com. Spell FKS. Smiley face. Is it lame or is it cool? FKS. FKS. Books. Bookers. Okay, bye. Yes. You'll hear us soon. Bye. Trailing up. I'm literally at half legs out the door because I want to drink. Bye. 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 See you later, alligator. Bum, bum. In a wild crocodile. Bum, bum. Is that good enough for you, Jack? Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. No more. <laughs>